Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pacific City Heroes, brought to you by Listen to These Nerds and the Sentinel Comics RPG System. My name is Harry, and I will be running the game for this evening. Joining me tonight, we have... Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be playing the role of Carsonon. Uh, I'm Joe, I'm going to be playing the role of Mr. Medium. Hey, I'm John, I'm going to be playing Epimethea. And I'm Jonathan, and I'll be playing Evelyn Kinglet, a.k.a. the Pelicanetic. All right. So when we last left you guys off, uh, you kind of found out about two big bombshells. One, Nat has been missing for a disturbingly long time and most likely kidnapped. And two, a Code Silver was called at Pacific City General, indicating that there is an armed individual on the hospital grounds. And if I remember correctly, you guys were suiting up to head over there, since this obviously takes a bit of precedent over the current kidnapping situation. Right, and we had kind of an idea of why that might be happening at the hospital, right? There, there was like a ganger that we dropped off there. Yes, uh, specifically the two men that peeled away from the arson of the uh, true Iron Devil's meth lab uh, after that massive car accident they were in had to get dropped off the hospital. I see. So you uh, figure it's it's too much of a coincidence that you're like, okay, this is definitely why this is happening now. Yeah, Marina's trying to rub them out. All right. So, uh, I assume that you guys are basically just gearing up to head over to the hospital? Yep, that's the plan. All right. Um, Chris, yeah. as you're doing this, um, remind me, you gave uh, Detective Iverson uh, like a, a contact number that he could use to like reach you to get information, correct? That's absolutely correct, yeah. I, have, I right. gave him the number for a burner phone. Yes. So, as you're getting suited up, uh, you actually receive a text message uh, on... I'm assuming the burner phone you use for just such an occasion. Yeah. And it is from Iverson. Okay, what's it say? Okay, um, gist of it is, he hasn't managed to figure out anything about who managed to get that video of you, but the one thing that he was able to do is clear out kind of what's happening on the police side of things in regards to the sort of weird bounty you think you remember him saying. Okay. So it turns, so as far as you can tell, uh, it seems that he's kind of gotten it a little twisted. It turns out the police chief is probably looking to run for mayor in like maybe a like a year or so. And as okay. such, he kind of wants some sort of like, you know, not exactly high profile, but certainly like, you know, easy soundbite thing that you can put on an attack on an ad in order to do so. Hence the reason why he's kind of taken a kind of personal interest in this. But the other thing that he's kind of found out is that, so and as such, it's not exactly like a bounty. It's more like, hey, if you end up being the one that brings in Carson on, you might end up with a nice Christmas bonus sort of thing. Oh. However, there is one other thing. So as a cop, you're aware of this thing called the blue slap on the wrist. Yeah. Which is because unregistered super vigilantes, especially metahuman vigilantes in Pacific City are kind of treated with laissez-faire, the police don't actively like try to arrest them unless there's like, they create like, you know, they murder a bunch of people, they cause massive collateral damage, or there's enough people that are like trying to sue that particular hero that like it's a class action lawsuit and they kind of have to deal with it. For the most part, if a superhero or an unregistered vigilante in this case does something that's like a screw up, but it's not a big one, they kind of, the police kind of do this form of like political theater where it's, you know, 
They will arrest them. They'll bring them into the police station, maybe put them in an interrogation room for a bit, maybe hold them for 24 hours, but ultimately, like, release them on the kind of, like, now don't do that again sort of thing. Okay. So, for the most part, something like this scenario you're in right now would be something that would be treated as uh, this blue slap on the wrist. However, Iverson says that there's a lot of cops that seem to be very gung-ho about bringing you in. Like, usually these sort of situations are kind of treated like a traffic stop, where it's like, you know, you wave the hero down, they talk, and then they go off to the police station to basically go through with this. There's a lot of officers that are kind of seeing this as, like, arrest on site priority, and he's not entirely sure why. Huh. So all he really says is, like, this is expected, but there's something suspicious about it, so be careful. Noted. Thank you for the heads up. Right. And I'm gonna hang up, and I'm just gonna. It's uh, it was a text message. This. Sorry, not a call. Or, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that okay. So basically, a number of text messages later, I figure this out, and I'm just, I re- I respond with understood. Thank you for the, uh, thank you for the heads up. All right. Okay. That is weird as hell. Okay. All right. So you guys are now making your way to the hospital. So as you manage to approach, uh, you see the telltale like lights of a police siren. It seems like based on how they're moving, like they just kind of got here. And you can actually see that there's like a lot of uh, like people in patient gowns, like nurses, doctors that are kind of outside of this like police cordon that the that the police have started to make. Uh, looking at the building from the outside, since all of you are using some sort of flight or leaping ability, uh, you can see that all, like, there's the, so there's the main floor of the hospital, and then there's the tower where they keep patients and the various, like, surgery wards. Uh, one of the tower, one of the floors, like, an entire floor has all of the windows, like, blocked out, either because they've drawn blinds or they've put stuff up against it. So, as you guys get onto the scene, what is the first thing you're going to do? Um, good question. So, as we're arriving... Yeah, I'm just going to check in with the team. All right, so what's the plan? I mean, aren't you the ex-cop? Uh, you're the one who should know how they might respond. I don't want to get in their way. True. It's possible that they're in the lobby of the ho- of the hospital looking to basically uh, get some hostages in play. Uh, I mean, uh, first- Chris, if you want to roll an overcome check to try and mm. figure out what might be going on, uh, I will allow it. Okay, um, so, uh... This is basically information that you, as a cop, would know. Principal of the detective? Yes. Also, don't forget to assign, uh, do we we have hero points from last time? I don't think so. I don't believe we do. All right, we'll move on. All right, so feel free to roll that overcome check. Okay, so, uh, let's see... Mm. Okay, so, 3d8, see the result... Uh, my max die for this is only a four. All right, that's still success with a minor twist. And uh, your minor twist is you miss something, right? Yeah, w- I right. missed a clue. Okay, so blocked out windows. Um, usually in the event of something where it's like uh, an active shooter, the police try to rush into the situation. Like they try and get in, stop the uh, stop the shooter, and, you know, make sure people are safe. If the police are hanging out, out out back, like if the police are hanging back and the windows are all blocked off, 
that indicates that they've probably taken hostages. Yeah. And as such, the police are waiting for basically like a special tactics team to show up and probably a negotiator of some sort. But, I mean, something about this just seems weird, right? Like, if yeah. Marino was just here to, like, it did probably, like, the police got here fast, but there's a good probably five, ten minutes between when the person, when the Code Silver was called, and they could have arrived. If somebody was trying to, like, just off them as loose ends, they could have left really easily. Hmm. So the whole, like, you're you're just, you're kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, why in the world would they take hostages? And it's just, you you don't have enough information to work on. Uh, hmm. It sounds like we're missing something here. So, question is what? So, yeah, I mean, I guess I will also, like, activate my thermal vision in my helmet to see if I can scan the room from outside and sort of get an idea of who's where, maybe see if I can pick out the uh, shooter. Unfortunately, um, since you're outside the building, and as I found out, uh, IR is actually reflected by glass, oh, you can't fun. see anything. Uh, right. Mr. Medium's going to try to use a magical uh, lore and awareness to see if there's any... Just, just in case, you know, I doubt it, but might as well see if there's any magical presences. Okay. That is a four. Okay. Uh, so you reach out effectively and try and have the spirits... I'm assuming the spirits that, like, work with your belt, you kind of allow them to talk through you? Uh, I think it's more just like a, a supernatural sense, so, like, traces of things. Okay. It would be, like, a, the equivalent of, like, a detect magic. Maybe not telling me what... Maybe not telling me what exactly the nature of the spirit is, but more just, like, the, there's the presence of one. Like okay. A metal, like a wide, a very wide range metal detector. Yes. So, unfortunately, there are no traces of magic that are going on right now. So, whoever these people are are probably, like, either just people or just using, like, just probably regular people. Well, regular in air quotes. Yeah, so no magical mind control, though. So. No. Uh, I mean, I guess my first instinct would just be to walk in the front door and, and ask the cops who are here if they need any help. But, uh, I mean, I don't really know. I've never dealt with something like this. Well, the cops hate Carson right now, right? So. Yes. Well, they don't hate him, but they're certainly not going to maybe, you know, they might get a little arresty around him. They're not really interested in working with him. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. However, that doesn't mean that that necessarily extends to all of you. Yeah. Well, Epimedia, yeah, Epimedia could definitely ask, like, what's going on and probably get an answer. Yeah, I am going to, if we're going to talk to the cops, Carsonon for once is going to hang back and let another member of the team take the initiative on that. Yeah. Mm. So, okay, so what exactly do we need? Like, what's our what's our tactic here with these guys? Like, what are we trying to specifically get out of them? Just, like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. how many people there are? How yeah. are they armed? Uh, what's the best way to take them out? You know, anything that could be helpful. Okay. Uh, you know what? Mr. Medium will walk up, in, and he's going to use presence and banter. Okay. Uh, uh... <clears throat> that is a five. All right, so success with a minor twist. So Mr. Meehan's going to walk up. 
Hey there, boys! Me and my crew are here to provide a little assistance, if you know what I mean. So why don't you give me the 411? And so you can see the cop is like talking on his radio when you suddenly come in and do this and say, uh, listen, uh, Mr. Medium, we appreciate the concern, but, uh, well, this is a police matter. We'll be handling the situation from here. And then, uh, and I mean, there is a hostage situation. We don't want this to be made any worse than it already is. We're waiting on special tactics to show up. Um, hey, wait a minute. If you're here, does that mean Carsonon's also present? Uh, can Mr. Medium roll to deflect the conversation away from this, or...? Uh, I'm gonna say, actually, the conversation takes a bit of a turn. As all of a sudden, you hear this sound like a, a, a sonic boom. Like, way, like, almost like, you know, if you've ever gone to, like, an air show and they sort of fly yeah. over and you hear that, like, coom noise. Like, this deep, bellowing boom. And suddenly, something flies out of one of the windows strikes the cop car and the engine and actually like sends it spinning for a bit which i'm assuming you like just stop before it hits anybody but that thing just causes this cop car to like go from standstill to like for like spinning forward with enough force and uh... with that uh the cops remarkably change their tune and they go okay maybe this is a super villain um okay and one of them turns to you and says, well, the situation is that we've got reports say between two to five people on the upper, on the floor there. And he points and you see there's like this bullet hole in one of the windows that this thing fired out of. Uh, we think that they've got about 15 hostages in there. That That's not including patients. Look, if you can help out, we'd appreciate it if this is a supervillain matter. But again, we're... We're still waiting on tactics and a negotiator before anything happens. Mm -hmm. So, out of character. So now that they're kind of on our side, I guess we can... Should we just have them, like, stay outside then? Mm, I'll and... say that is a discussion you can have with the team. And it doesn't yeah. seem like they're on your side. It's more just, ah, well, this is a supervillain problem. We aren't equipped to handle this. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if they're, uh, you know, if this is a dangerous situation, I'm assuming, like, Evelyn saw everything happen from outside. Oh, yeah, no, like, you, if you yeah. didn't see it, you most assuredly heard it. Is there... I mean, if the hospital isn't fully evacuated, it should be now. Um... Yeah, well, that's what you think the, um, like, the crowd of people outside and hospital gowns are. It's probably people that evacuated from the floor that wasn't... <sighs> Uh, that's something I should also mention. Um, according to the cops, at least from the reports they did, they've completely barricaded themselves up on that floor. So yeah, you like you get the feeling that all the people that are outside, like people that are clearly nurses and doctors, are people that have like actively evacuated because this happened. Mm -hmm. That's good. Okay. Um... <laughs> well, Mr. Oh. Okay, so Mr. Medium's gonna walk back over to the group. So as much as I'd like to get in there and start beating heads, uh, my approach may not be the best for the situation. Well, I mean, it is kind of tricky, right? The cops said they're waiting for a negotiator. We have no idea what these people want or even how many of them there are. I, I don't know if there'd be any harm in, in us doing our own recon, you know? I could go up there. Also, 
Um, I'll say, Carson, on this is something that kind of pops into your heads. The cops are bringing in a negotiator, but it seems like they haven't made any demands. Hmm. The... <laughs> ah. That is interesting. Yeah. I but mean... Like, something about this definitely stinks. <laughs> yeah, there is just something that we're missing here. Um, so as for the best way to approach this, I'm still trying to puzzle some things out. Um, it sounds like maybe one, maybe, yeah, so basically in character, I guess I'm going to talk to you guys about it. Here's what I think. One of us needs to talk to them and try some negotiations of our own. They're not willing to talk to the police, so maybe they'd be willing to talk to a superhero. I don't know. Well, we got to do it fast before the negotiator gets here. But, you know, how about I go up there? I could bring them some food, some coffee, maybe some, I don't know, like like first aid supplies or something. Like, a, you know, like an olive branch. I mean, yeah, sure, that sounds like a good idea. We even know who they are? No. Um, you didn't get that from the police. All you got was armed individuals. Uh, I'll, Mr. Mio, I'll walk back over. So, buddy, I'm asking you one more time. What do you know about these creeps? Uh, the, you're uh, The cop? Yeah. Um... They some sort of members of a gang? Or some super criminals? We're not sure. There's a lot of conflicting report. We we, get, we keep getting a lot of conflicting reports coming out of this. At least from what we can tell. And we haven't really started canvassing, you know, everybody else about what they saw. All we know is that it's a dangerous situation. So we're just keeping this cordon to make sure nobody else gets hurt. Though, and he looks back at like the bullet hole in the glass. I'm not sure if that core, if that's necessarily some, that's something we can guarantee anymore. Wait, all right. I didn't realize that there there had been witnesses. There are people who might actually have seen these. So why don't I go up there? And while I'm doing that, well, somebody else goes and talks to the the evacuees, see what sees what they know. And, and you know, I'll I'll be wearing a wire, I guess. I'll have my phone on. Yeah, you've got your the the communicator that we all use. So you can just let me know if you find anything uh, while I'm on my way up. Yeah. You just watch yourself. I don't want to see any funny business. If you need me, just call and I'll be through that door. All sure right. Thing. So it sounds like it is the beginning of the encounter. All right. And we will start off with the Pelicanetic. So you discuss this plan with the cops and they basically are, they seem to be like, okay with it. Just as long as, again, they say like, you know, don't try anything since there's no telling what they might do if they feel like that they're getting pinched. And so they get on the speaker and they basically go, uh, and they basically like use a bullhorn and they basically start talking like, okay, um, hostage takers, we are sending a member of Torch up with first aid supplies and coffee. They are not armed. They simply wish to make sure that the hostages are all right. Do you accept? And you kind of hear this, like, silence from the thing. Um, but they don't say anything. So what do you do? Uh, you know what? Hey, someone's got to go up there. And Evelyn's going to march to the elevator. All right. So you walk up. So, so you walk through the, the cordoned off area, carrying the, the thermos the, the thermos and the couple, like, the bag of first aid supplies. Um, and you go. Oh, John. Sorry. Sorry, I, I was asking. So, Mr. Meme's going to try something that he hasn't done before. Um, and he's going to change into his tag form. 
Um, and he's going to do... Ghost Recon? So, yes, some Ghost Recon. Alright. So... So, uh, I, I, pa I pasted the, the, the scene tracker, but this still seems yeah. like it's a social thing, so we'll keep going for now. Okay. I'll just, I'll just do this one thing and then we'll, or you can have, you can wait until it's yeah. my turn if you want. It's, it's still, I'd say it's still social for the moment because nothing's really popped off. Okay. Sorry, but, uh, yeah, so, um. Well, I'm just going to have my tag partner follow, uh, Falconetic, uh, essentially, and then if anything happens, because he can go through walls, he'll fly back out and signal to me if anything's wrong. Okay. So, he'll essentially be floating through walls, like, <laughs> uh, essentially beside Pelicanetic, trying, but the issue here is he can't, as far, like, we haven't established that he can turn invisible, so I don't think he can. <laughs> so, he is still floating around, he's just trying to avoid detection. If you want, right. I'll roll for it. But, um, not right now. Okay. Uh, roll for it. We'll roll for it later. Okay. Okay. So you walk through into the lobby, um, and you find that the elevators are all like shut off. Probably as a safety feature, like you know, in the event of a fire, don't take the elevators, sort of thing. Or sorry, they're not shut off. They're all in the lobby, and they like refuse to go up. So going through the stairwell, you sort of slowly make your way to the let's say. The third floor of the tower that you're on, of, of the tower, that's the floor that they've sort of kept uh, off. And uh, as you sort of approach up to the third floor, you notice that they've actually taken, like, various furniture and stuff and sort of shoved it into the stairwell. It's not a huge problem for you, but you'd imagine that if people tried to, like, you know, storm up this um, while maintaining vigilance, it might be a problem for them getting around. Like, they very clearly barricaded themselves in here. All right, so as you go up, the, so you go past that, you go to the third floor, and uh, as you get up there, as you're walking up the stairs, you actually hear the sound of, like, a gun being leveled at you. And you look up, and you see a man wearing what looks to be a kind of denim jacket. And uh, let's see which one of these guys it is. Three. You see a man pointing uh, what looks to be, like, a long-arm rifle at you, but it's got this weird, like, drum magazine attached to, like, the top of it that wraps around. <laughs> and, like, you're not entirely, like, you're... I don't know what uh, Pel the Pelicanetic's familiarity with guns is, but you can definitely tell that that weird drum thing is, like, an aftermarket identification. This was not something that came with the gun. Does it look like some weird steampunk shit, or is it, like, still it look like, like it fits the gun? Duct taped on. <laughs> uh, it looks like it's actually been made to fit the gun pretty well. Um, it seems mildly technologically advanced. Like, you can see that it's got some sort of, like, electrical doohickeys on the top. Though it does seem a bit crudely made, like it was cobbled together out of metal. Hmm. Does the guy say anything? He just said, he looks at you. And he sees that you are, in fact, the Pelicanetic and that you've got coffee and the things. He says, all right, no funny business. Keep moving up slowly. I'm just here to make sure the hostages are okay. So as you come up the stairs, he keeps the gun trained on you, even as you, like, you know, you kind of, like, climb over the little furniture barricade that you've made. And when you get up the stairs, he kind of, like, backs up, lets you go forward, and you kind of walk down the hallway, you can see that, um, so the first thing is you notice is that there's sort of like a, a main area where the elevator would come up. It's kind of like a, a proto-lobby, 
that's where they seem to be keeping all of the hostages like contained in one area. So, so like bunched up on the floor, uh, bunched up in like a ball. Um, by your guess, you see about like six nurses, three doctors, and four people that look like they just happen to be here at the wrong place at the wrong time. Hmm. No you patients? also notice that there are a few patients like in okay. bed that obviously were not accounted for, but like they're not like putting them in the the hostage uh, conglomerate as it were. But there are mm -hmm. still a few patients on this floor that they can't seem to get that they probably weren't able to get out. And okay. as you round the corner, you see um, two other people sort of standing by the hostages. One of them has like a pistol, like just a standard looking pistol, but he's got this like weird metal gauntlet on his arm. Hmm. And um, like this weird metal gauntlet on his arm. It seems a bit bulky, but he seems to be able to like move it around without any sort of particular problems. And another one seems to have a, you assume uh, another one seems to have uh, another long arm, but this one's got some sort of like weird attachment on the front of it. Again, kind of metal, kind of blocky, but it kind of reminds you of when you've seen Carsonon use his judgment rail, that like big thing on the front that accelerates the projectile really quickly. It kind of reminds you of that. So what I'm getting from this is none of them seem to be supers. They just have hardware. Yes. And uh, okay. as you sort of walk down the corridor, um, you actually see the guy with the gauntlet is in turns around to talk to somebody and you see the true Iron Devil's like logo plateaued on the back of his denim jacket. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. And so the guy with the gauntlet uh, turns around and looks at you and says, Oh, so you're here to be the coffee girl, huh? Well, you know, the cops didn't want to send anyone up until the official negotiator got here, but well, <laughs> we're not the cops. No, I suppose not. Now, why don't you slide... All right, leave the thermos there. Slide the first aid over. And uh, may make your way on back. After all, you can see that they're safe. Right, everyone? And he kind of, like, leers over them, and you see the hostages kind of, like, you know, move away from him in, in absolute fear. Fast. All right, I, I, I'm not here to, to pick a fight, but I, I gotta, I gotta, to make sure these people are okay. And she's gonna, like, look, directly at the group of people like try and lock eyes with some of the doctors and nurses and be like do you need anything i see there are still patients on this ward are you able to care for them do you need any special supplies like evelyn just wants to give the impression that like not necessarily that she's in charge but that she's competent you know okay um mr medium roll that ghost recon Eight. An eight? Yep. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah. Your tag my, team My mid dies a d8 and I rolled an eight. Nice. Alright, nice. so yeah. Um, your uh, partner has no problems shadowing Evelyn. And in fact, as he is moving through the rooms, he will gain information uh, that, well, you can't communicate telepathically with him, can you? No. So, so uh, to, to make it a bit fit, not to just pull a power out of my ass, uh, he can't speak, um, and, but but he can like motion to me things. All right, so uh, and we can't gained... communicate telepathically. So he literally needs to come back out down to me and then give me like I, I'll ask him questions and he'll be like one two three yeah one, do, like, and, and he basically does I have to do charades up. yeah yeah all right 
So he gains information that you won't know at this time. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, he manages to avoid detection. So the doc, so going back to uh, Evelyn. So the doctor, um, so the nurses look at you and said, well, uh, the patients are stable, but they're just, they're in recovery. If at any point they crash, we'll have to be able to get up and help them. And the guy with the pistol and the guy with the gauntlet goes, yeah, don't worry about it. If one of them starts going beep, 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 we'll let them do it. We're not heartless. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so it was the, the one guy with the red the Troy Iron Devil's patch, was he the only one with the patch that I could see? No. So as you can kind of look around at the other guy you can see, you realize, like, the guy behind you, uh, you realize based on the jacket that, like, the three guys, the, the guys you can see are all True Iron Devils. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I just I've gotta, gotta make a, a flash decision here. Um, all right. Uh, Evelyn is gonna let on that she knows who these people are. Uh... Maybe not necessarily against her better judgment, but because she hasn't had time to make uh, the best judgment. <clears throat> so she's going to kind of start moving towards the stairwell, and then she's going to kind of, you know, with her hand on the doorknob, like, turn back and just, Hey, uh, does Percent know you're here? Is this he his just, job or is it your job? And he just kind of smiles and he says, Oh, yeah, don't worry. We're uh, taken care of. How do you think we managed to get all this heat? And he gestures over to the, the, the long arms that you've seen with the, the weird attachments to them. Just wanted to make sure that, um, well, you hadn't gotten over to Marino or anything. Anyways, I'll be seeing you later. <laughs> if you need any more coffee, let me know. <laughs> Will do. We'll put an order in. And hey, if any of these doctors or nurses need anything, you put them on the phone. If any of these patients die because of neglect, when all of this is done... It's going to be a lot worse for you. I promise. <laughs> Wait, have, have, sorry, I don't want to, to bite into this, but like, have they explained what they want? No, they haven't. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, again, cops wanted to wait until the negotiator got here. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and with this, the guy with the gauntlet kind of like crouches down and sort of looks at you and he's like, oh, wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, well, I figure, you know, it's, Probably not for money. It's uh, it's not for territory. Not for notoriety. Kind of a weird power play. Yeah, well, maybe you're just not seeing the whole picture. Don't worry. You'll see it in time. Uh, yeah, I got a way of getting a bird's eye view, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Then she's going to head back downstairs. All right. So, yeah, as you do that, the guy with the drum mag uh, sort of like, you know, backs up, lets you back into the stairwell, and then basically tracks you until you're down far enough that he can't see you. Okay, so uh, as Evelyn's, like, heading down the stairs, she's going to get in her communicator and give, like, short short bites. Patients, uh, like, there are patients that weren't accounted for in the hostages. They're okay. The doctors and nurses have everything they need. Um, I think I know what happened to Nat. All right. All right. So you come back out of the hospital, uh, and as you do, Mr. Median's uh, sort of spectral tag team partner joins up with you. And you head back over to where the group is basically stationed, which I'm assuming is like on a nearby building. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, I'm just thinking of the stuff I'm going to ask. So right. do we want? Do you want me to role play out while asking all the questions, or or can I just ask you the questions? Out of just character? ask me the questions, and that way, like, because obviously I don't want this to go on for super super long. Okay. Uh, I ask how many of them there are, and correlate that with uh, the amount that uh, Pelican X saw. Okay. So he indicates that there are five people 
Um, he sort of like he like gestures towards uh, telekinetic to sort of like say her piece about you know what she saw, and then indicates that he'll like fill in details afterwards. Okay. Yeah, I guess I you can see the spirit too. Uh, yeah, it's so it's, it's visible. So, well, anyone who has spirit senses or yeah. Oh yeah, of course the pelicanetic has bird spirit powers. Yeah, well, almost everybody here either has a strong enough will or can actually see ghosts. Yeah, I got my own ghosts. Yeah, so <laughs> too many ghosts. So you, you honestly, you can ask the questions because you were in there. So if there's any information that you don't know, because you would have relayed everything to us. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> go ahead go ahead yeah, all right so yeah uh do you want to fill like so can we just say that like okay the pelicanetic fills you in with everything uh that she saw and yeah. then the ghost basically indicates that there were two guys hiding in the patient's rooms that you didn't see while walking down the corridor right um one of them uh let me see uh, one uh, of again them... rem- remember to, that it would only be stuff that you can explain without yeah yeah, without having to so it can't be like he had a red shirt (laughs) yeah he indicates that there Um, were two more people um one of them he makes the motion of like a shotgun but then he also makes a motion of like there's this big thing that's in front of a shotgun and then the other one he indicates had like a pistol but it's got some sort of like weird thing on top of it and unfortunately the charades kind of break down at this point in describing what exactly this weird thing is Okay, so all so they all have weird guns. Yes. Okay. So um, um, I guess yeah. Good news, they're not supers. Bad news, they're using Carsonon's uh, tech. Good news, uh, if we know the tech, maybe we know how to disable it. Bad news, uh, this is definitely percent's gig. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 I am just ask. Is that inside? And I am no. dead silent trying to process everything. Uh, so I, the spirit shakes their head. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. I'm wondering if we should contact the other two gang leaders and let them know what's going on. Uh, I don't know if this is some kind of like weird power play, if he's doing other stuff in the background, if he's just trying to see how effective these weapons are. I, I, don't, I don't like that we don't know the whole picture here. Yeah. Um, I I can deal with the weapons. Uh, if, if I... If, I can disable all of their advanced weapons. Uh, do you guys think you can uh, rescue the hostages? We going in loud or are we going in quiet? Because none of us really do quiet well. Yeah. What's the deal with this bigger picture? Is this some sort of distraction? Yeah, this whole thing. That you know what? That would make a lot of sense. It hadn't even occurred to me. I got to make some phone calls. Um. Yeah, that that would actually be really bad if this was just a distraction and, and he's trying to do other stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't like this. None of us do. I mean, actually, it, one good thing that could come of this, this isn't in the True Iron Devil's territory, right? This hospital? This is Marino's hospital. Yes. This would well, be... I mean, this is just a hospital. I yeah, think. it's a hospital. It just happens to be in It's Marino's on Marino's territory. turf. Oh, But you, you get what I'm saying, right? If Percent is making moves outside of his prescribed territory, that's bad for him. Even if this goes relatively well, you know, and his guys get away with whatever they want, like... Not unless is... he thinks he can win. Yeah, I don't know. This is some kind of overture. Uh, I know it. Some kind of power play. Anyways, we got to contact the other gang members. I'll do that now. So Evelyn's going to go off and make some phone calls. All right. So um, Evelyn is going to go off and make some phone calls. What about everybody else? 
Well, Mr. Medium's just gonna get ready. He's uh, doing some stretches. <laughs> Alright. Um, Carson? Ephemethia, Carson on? Anything in particular you guys are doing? Um, nah, just trying to get ready, trying to figure some things out. Uh, basically, like, just... Yeah, mentally going over stuff, but since I already had my shot at piecing things together, I'm guessing I can't roll again, so... Not yeah, the moment. I will say, like, a lot of the things that were talked about in that conversation, like, would mm. make sense. Mm. Yeah, like, um, I mean, the pieces are kind of falling into place bit by bit. I don't have a look at the whole puzzle just yet, but, I mean, all I can do right now is just get ready, ensure that all my ammo is on hand, and just get ready to move in and save these hostages. Okay. Epimethia, what about you? Um, okay, so, uh, I'm going to use, uh, Principle of the Tactician. Okay. Um, because, uh, so, uh, in a flashback, I will, uh, show that, uh, um, uh, Cassandra, thinking that, you know, uh, if somebody has Nat, they'll definitely be using Nat's, uh, fabricator. That's basically the, would, uh, uh, brought along the prototype, um, uh, signal generator, uh, that have it basically, uh, blow all of the anything within range. Uh, All right. Uh, so this is an overcome check, right? Yes. I will say that uh, if you do this, the encounter then starts. Okay. Well, um, I, I guess I'll... Um, does... Uh, I mean, if I'm... I can say you can roll the overcome check to attach it to the trident. It's just using the trident will be its own overcome check. And if you use that, then, you know, shit happens. Yeah, sure. I will... Uh, could I actually instead count this as making a boost for myself to use the trident later? Sure. Okay. Mm, too bad we're not in yellow. I could have used my master tactician uh, ability to give myself a permanent boost. But, uh, All right. Yeah. So uh, inventions plus technology plus my status die. Uh, so that is going to be a uh, an eight. So that's a All right. plus three. So yeah, uh, so you attach it to the, um, so yeah, it's pretty easy to do. This is like, you've done modular stuff like this before. And yeah, you now have a fairly short range, but still pretty powerful, like knockout button, more or less. <laughs> and uh, if you don't mind, since this is, I don't want people to just sit around boosting. Uh, can we say that that was your turn and now you can pass to someone else? Yep, sure. And who are you passing to? Um, I will pass to Carson on, I guess. Okay. So did, did he actually make an, an action? No, he hasn't. So maybe he can make a boost too. All right. So Carson on, what are you doing this turn? Uh, we are still outside waiting to go in, right? Yes. Well, we're, that... we're starting the infiltration right now. So, yeah. So, uh, I will say that now that, combat has, like, the encounter has officially begun. There is a challenge. Um, let me just write it up quickly. So, there is a challenge of get inside the hospital. It is a single uh, point. It is only a single overcome if you do so loud. So if you want to just bust in the windows, everybody gets in the hospital, you don't have to worry about it. But, obviously, that means, oh, it's on. Um, if you want to do it quiet, each person would have to roll individually, but that means they aren't aware that you've, like, got inside the hospital. I mean, I do have stealth, and I'm pretty good at it, and I feel like I could definitely, uh, 
increase my odds of doing well if I decided to sneak in and just get myself in an advantageous position for when we decide to make things loud. Okay. So what are you doing this turn, Karsanod? Um, I... So... Also, don't forget the cops will arrest you on sight. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm aware, because the cops have fucked up priorities right now. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to... Um, yeah, with my knowledge of hospitals and stuff like that, do I have an idea of, like, the layout of the place, like, where some places to infiltrate would be, for example? Yes. I'll say that you know, based on hospitals, you can either go up through below, you can come in from above, or, you know, through the sides, through the windows. Coming up from below is basically you sneak into the lobby and then would be able to climb your way up the elevator shaft. Uh, or one of the, like, or if you can jimmy open, like, one of the emergency doors, you could go up the emergency stairwells, which they probably wouldn't have done because, you know, those doors only open for people on the inside, and thus they don't really have to worry about them. Hmm. Uh, the other way is going through above, which is through either the ventilation system, or, again, you open, you manage to jimmy open the emergency door on the roof, and then make your way down. You have huh. options. I do, I do, and I'm wondering what would be the most likely way for me to go in without being seen. Like, the elevator shaft sounds uh, pretty, um, like it's really giving me some uh, diehard vibes right now. Um, I mean, again, in order to do that, you would have to get into the lobby, which is in front yeah. of the police court. Uh, let me think, let me think. Um... What do you guys think? Any idea, like, any input on this situation? Hmm. Well, if the... I, I'll, I'll say this much. If the plan is for Epimethea to break the weapons, I don't know if going in stealthily will necessarily be, like, as useful, but... Um, hmm. that's Maybe not useful, but it might be necessary so that Karsanon doesn't get arrested. Yes. That's and I mean, even if, even if we go loud, Karsanon could still stealth in. Like, yeah, absolutely. Covertly take guys down while we're like, like it might even be in our best interest to have Mr. Medium do like a promo to get their attention. Stand huh. outside the police cordon and just start taunting them. Uh, yeah, pretty much. All right, that, that was the plan. Yeah. Well, Carson, on you, it is still your turn. So yeah. Um, you know what? I'm... You don't have to do it right now. You could just give yourself a boost and pass, and you could do it next turn. Yeah. Like I'm gonna give my. Ammo. Yeah, I'm gonna get some ammunition ready, uh, just make sure that I have all of, yeah, my best stuff on hand, like, basically all my not, every single one of my non-lethal means of taking people down, I have everything on hand, so I'm gonna give myself a boost. Alright, so roll that. Okay, uh, this is gonna be for, I'm gonna roll with gadgets, because I'm basically, you know, looking over my inventory and seeing what I've got, so, alright. My mid-die for this is a four. All right, so that is a plus two boost to yourself. All right, better than nothing. All right, and Carsonon, who are you passing to? Um, I am going to pass to... Have the enemies gone yet? They have not. And I think the rest of us have gone, so I'm going to pass no, to No, 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 it's uh, it was a new round when Epimethea started, so it's all... Uh, you guys can do whatever you'd like. Okay. Uh, all right, then in that case... Um, you know what? I'm going to pass to the environment anyway. All right. Uh, the negotiator arrives. It seems he drives up in, like, a patrol car. And so he gets out, and he starts trying to talk 
down, like, you know, try and say, like, oh, what are your demands? Let us listen to it. Uh, he's met with a, like, response of gunfire directed at his feet. Like, you know, dance, like, you know, dance monkey, dance machine gunfire. And, uh, I'm going to say that... And the cops don't, like, fire back? Oh, they do. It's just, you know, it's kind of hard to hit them when they can't see where it is. Ah, okay. I'm going to say, um... Let's see what the environment twists are. I'm just going to say that that's pretty much how it proceeds. Nothing, at least nothing major that you can see has happened. But it seems like, yeah, they very clearly are interested in negotiating. And uh, with that, the environment is going to pass to the mooks on the inside. And now it's time for the XCOM enemy activity thing to come up. Great, they're moving around just out of sight. So that guy is going to... So that lost one. Um, and the other two are going to put themselves on the defense. Uh, let's go with enough. And yeah. And then the other two get aim. Plus that. And all right. So you can kind of suss out, like they the the gunfire stops, but it very clearly looks like they're doing something. They're probably up to something. Oh and boy! They are going to pass to. Oh yes, and the environment ticks up, so the scene tracker goes up as well. And they are going to pass to. Um, they're going to pass to Mr. Medium. Uh, Mr. Medium is going to walk up to the negotiator, uh, who is presumably speaking into a megaphone. Yes. Um, He's got one of those, like, megaphones with the the little, like, walkie-talkie receiver on them. Yeah. Um, and he's going to, uh, take, uh, pat the guy on the shoulder, and then take the uh, megaphone out of his hand. Oh, hey, hey, oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, and then Mr. Medium's going to roll a promo. All right. Show off and presence. So I got a five. Yep. Um, uh, so Mr. Medium's gonna uh, point up at the uh, hospitals and. Nelson here, you dryer devils! If you don't come out here right now and fight me one on one, mono e mono, I'm gonna come up there and I'm gonna open up a can of a thing that you cannot even comprehend and then mr minium is going to continue in a like cream of the crop level of like confusing babbling um, you take and- into account my 66 and a third chance and torch a 75 percent chance this isn't even a 50 50 match this is more like a, a one in three eights match if this is cool if you and me and you are devils we're cool one on one you have that best a 20 a two thirds chance I started losing the Randy Savage and immediately went into Scott Steiner. It's too, yeah. hard. Oh. It's too hard not to. But yeah. uh, essentially capping off with uh, a call out that if they, are, if they are really as tough as they think they are, they'll come down here and fight me one-on-one, which of course he doesn't expect them to do. But Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, the uh, promo, promo is mostly to hype me up. So. Yes. Yeah, you got that yeah. The hostage negotiators are just... 
none of this makes any sense, but for some reason, I just can't stop listening. <laughs> the hostage go as they start doing the math. The hostage go to you like up looks at his hands like doing the math in his head. He's just like, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> the negotiator starts doing that. Like, who's the uh, the ringside commentator, the straight man, and all those things? Like, he starts doing that where it's like he takes and says something, and you grab the mic back and start continuing. <laughs> on. Are you saying that the true iron devils have nothing on you? That's <laughs> <laughs> right, Mister Negotiator. <laughs> One of the it's, it's doctors turns to the other. He can't the control it; it just happens. <laughs> One of the doctors turns to the other. Hey, is that the guy from the car commercial? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that the true iron devils are half a man if they don't want to fight me, but because there's too many of them, and they reach half a man, there's less than even half one half a man up there. All right. When you take uh, five men and you reach half of a man. <laughs> keep continuing. Yeah, uh, so promo just gives you a boost, right? Yes. All right, uh, so that is a plus two boost. And who do you pass to? Uh, so the environment's gone, Karsan's gone. FMD's the last, gone. It, it is the Pelicanetic and Station that are last. Uh, I will pass to the Pelicanetic. Okay. Okay. Um, so while everyone's boosting, Evelyn's going to take her turn to try and, like like she said, she's going to make some phone calls. She's going to call the other mob bosses and, um, I guess, Marino's bar to see if she can reach the bartender. Uh, just to, like, let them know, like, hey, just in case you weren't aware... Uh, Something's making, happening. Yeah, Percent's men are in a hospital in Marino's territory with advanced tech... They've taken hostages, and they're clearly making some sort of overture, some kind of power play. They're, they haven't made any demands. They're just throwing their weight around. Um, figured you'd like to know. And right. she's going to ask at the same time, like, do you have any idea why he would be doing this? She's going to ask the other mob bosses, like, has he made any kind of moves that you've noticed? She's going to try and figure out, like, you know, what, what, are, what are his motives? Yeah. All right. Um, roll me a uh, an overcome check. Okay, sure. Yeah, so she's going to kind of, like, leverage the fact that, you know, it's all in good faith. Like, we said that we would help you out if you helped us out. Well, here's us helping you out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't really have any any uh, powers that could help her out here. All right, um, so then roll a, then you roll a d4 with your power. A d4 for that. Okay, great. Yeah. But I, I'm going to use her, her leadership quality. Yeah. Be like, I will you know. say, uh, when you call the bar and, like, the bartender picks up and you explain who you are, uh, he seems elated because he thinks that you've accepted the job offer. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe he's a bit done. disappointed, actually, when you're, like, there to talk business. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, Mid-die is a six, All right, which so I think a is a success with a minor twist. Yeah. Yeah. So um, between the three of them, you get the feeling that none of them really expected this from, like, they expected Percent to do something dumb. They didn't expect him to go this hard into the paint, if that makes sense. Sure. So they don't have any ideas as to what exactly his plan might be. They have noticed that ever since the uh, the meeting, uh, like at this point, like eight hours ago, um, like he's been remarkably quiet, which is probably a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And that this is some sort of culmination, like you said. Uh, they basically said, okay, we will keep like extra vigilance just in case they try something over here. But again, we're not entirely sure what exactly his plan might be. And uh, the bartender at Marino's, um, also pretty much alerts this, but also basically makes some vague motions of, ah, I see. Well then, I suppose we'll have to deal with that in time. Uh, thank you for the information. And again, 
the offer does remain open if you change your mind. Whew. All right, so I guess that's that's Evelyn's turn. All right. And Doing a bit so of digging. Pel- so Pelicanetic passes to Sation, who's the only one left. Yep. All right, uh, Sation, seeing his uh, Carcinon is the only person to, um, like, going to try and stealthily infiltrate. Uh, he is going to... Do I have... No, I do not have my boosting ability. He is just going to try and give Carcinon a bit of a boost. So I'm going to use my telepathy and insight and that. All right. Uh, so Carcinon. So Sation comes up to you and you kind of feel him pat you on the shoulder and on your other shoulder you feel Kiai doing uh, Yokodama on you. Hey, wait, what are you? Relax, relax. It's just a thing. And suddenly you fiend yourself like filled with like motivation. Okay. It's almost like uh, you've like kind of entered the zone in a way. Ooh, and, okay. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to let myself be distracted enough to ask what he rolled on his arms before, uh, you know, doing the knuckle thing into the back of my head. Uh, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, load up and just continue getting ready. Yeah. So how you much find you can do with an eerily amount of, like, precision, considering the circumstances. You're definitely in the zone. How much is that boost? Uh, it's a plus one. Okay. All right. And with that, uh, that is the end of the round. Um, Station is going to pass back to Carson on. All right. And just to double check, uh, who is in the hospital right now? Uh, so far, it is the True Iron Devils, the hostages, and nobody else. Yeah, I'm going to need to switch that up. So I'm going to sneak inside and get into a better position, and I'm going to go in through the side because I'm guessing that they are watching the roof because uh, of the pelicanetic going to and from through there as well as the front because of the police. So No, uh, the pelicanetic came in from the front. As far oh, as they're concerned, oh. nobody came in through the roof. My mistake. In that case, um, I'm going to try the roof then. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to rappel up, and I'm going to try and do my thing. Um, despite the fact that I haven't been putting much emphasis on stealth, uh, because I'm trying to get away from the, you know, uh, dark Avenger image, I feel like I'm gonna have to go back to my roots in order to save these people. I mean, you oh. can be stealthy, but also be a good, like, yeah. and not be like Batman. You just have to okay. not sneak up on people. Yeah. All right. Plus, it's, well, the day, it's daytime, so... <laughs> no, it's Everyone it's knows nighttime. Batman can't operate during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Carson can operate during the day, but right now it is, like, late evening, if not, like, okay. you know, the witching hour. And just to be certain that I do this correctly, I'm going to do this with a plus one boost. Okay. My mid-die is a four, adding in my boost. That is a five total. All right. So, uh, you managed to sneak your way onto the roof. Uh, do you take the ventilation shaft or the emergency door? Uh, ventilation shaft, it might get cramped and uh, tough to move around in. Um, yeah, ventilation shafts much more narrow than you might expect, so I found that out as a police officer the hard way. So, (laughs) um, I am going to go in through the emergency door. Alright, so, uh, you managed to get in through, so it's pretty easy, I mean, you've, like, picked a door like this before, it's actually quite easy to do it if you know what to look for. So you managed to unlock the, uh, the emergency door on the roof, you head down to the emergency stairwell until you get to the room, and then you manage to, like, unlatch that one and sort of prowl your way onto the floor. You manage to dart into an empty room before somebody can see you, and you overhear, like, a bit of conversation. It's like, is he still fucking rambling about our odds of winning? Yeah. God. 
You know, I would have thought there'd be a lot more, you know, excitement to this job when Percent gave it to us. I figured, you know, we'd have to, like, fight for our lives. But right now, this seems easy. Yeah, no kidding. And then all of a sudden, you see in the lobby, there's, like, a, a television that's on. And um, it starts just playing along. And it's very obvious that it's, like, trying to a news channel because it's covering the situation, like, on the ground. Like, it's one of those live TV broadcasts. And all of a sudden, there's, uh, like, you see the reporter going. It's like, all right, all right, I, I, I think I'm getting rumors that Torch is attempting to enter the building, but we haven't confirmed anything yet, though I do believe that they are cooperating with local police. And at that, the guy with the gauntlet says, all right, all right, everyone stick together. If one of those assholes tries to come in, they're probably going to try and jump us, jump us one by one. So everyone tighten up. I don't want anybody I getting ganked on our shift. I make a mental note to talk to Mr. Medium after this and avow our hatred for anything news-related. <laughs> Alright, so the good news is, you are in the building, and they don't know where you are. Bad news, they do know that you're probably in there somewhere. So you can't really get the super drop on them, but you're at least in a better position than most people on the outside. Okay, so it's in a stealth game where the enemies are aware, they're kind of prowling around, but they haven't spotted me. You're in caution yeah. mode right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm in, I'm in yellow mode, not red mode. Yeah, all right. Okay. And Karstan, who are you passing to? Uh, I'm going to pass to uh, Pelicanetic. All right. So, Pelicanetic, what are you going to do now that you've made oh. your phone calls? All right, great. Uh, so I'm going to go up to uh, Mr. Medium. Uh, hey, uh... I think Kars uh, and just like whispers here, like, "Hey, uh, Karsnon's made his move on, going on the inside. Um, I think it's time we head it up." Uh, Mr. Medium will nod. All right. Um. So, uh, yeah, Evelyn's gonna walk towards the elevator, and like, she sees the news cameras are there and everything. So, like, no element of surprise. She's going in. Um. And uh, are you bringing Mr. Medium with you? That's the idea. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Medium is, Mr. Medium is leaping, so he can actually just jump. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, and so, yeah, she's going to take the elevator, uh, and on the way up, she's going to... Um, oh, that's interesting. I was just reading one of my powers. I thought I could boost myself, but I can only boost another hero. Um, and so, so Rucker, just... you're not sneaking in there, right? You're just, like, walking with purpose. Oh, no, no, no. I'm taking the stairwell. <laughs> um, so I'm going to make a bird uh, to, to come with me on my way up. All right. I bring my own backup. All right. Wow, look at that. Mid-die and eight. Ooh. And that is... Let me consult my chart. That is a nice, beefy D10 minion. Oh, baby. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to make it an attack minion. And, uh, you know, it's got to be small enough uh, to get through stairwells, but also fairly intimidating. Um, so I'm going to uh, uh, go back to the old cassowary well. Nice. Uh, and that'll be my turn. All right. So you start heading up the stairwell... And, like, as you do, you hear the familiar sound of the gun being leveled at you, and it's the drum mag guy again. And he basically says, hey, 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 we don't need no coffee. You head down now. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess you'll just respond like, yeah. uh, yeah, we've decided that you've got too many hostages up in there. Uh, the patients, you know, some of them are critical. We spoke to the other hospital staff and we checked the records. You can't have that many people. It's just, it's not safe. We've got to go up and we've got to bring some of them down. Uh, again, like, I know the negotiators out there, but we're not with the cops. This is about saving lives. Huh. And then she's gonna pass to Epimethea. Alright. Incredibly reasonable hero. 
telekinetic. <laughs> That's her line. <laughs> uh, yeah, so are What's we... What's telekinetic's role in the team? She makes sensible life decisions. Is that really... No, no, it's a godsend. Le legitimately great as, as, like, kind of the follow-up to fucking, uh, our, our previous incred incredibly sensible fucking party <laughs> member. Yeah, our other, uh, bird-themed member of the team. No, 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 I was, I was talking about, um... Darian. Darian, oh. yes. Yeah. Call, phone the police, Darian. <laughs> Use the fire extinguisher on the flames, Darian. Oh uh, yeah. Well, um, they never really had a superhero name, did they? I always thought Knife Lizard would have worked well for her. <laughs> Knife Lizard. Wait, who's saying that? Uh, I don't know. Just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's vindictive doing the dishes, thinking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So. so I'm um. Are we ready to go? Is this the the time to, to blow all their weapons up? It seems like that is the time. This is the time, yes. Okay, yep. All right. Uh, rolling with principal of the tactician. Everyone get a hero point. Yeah, so that's a nine. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, th this is quite literally my best roll. Oh, man. Now I got to get rid of all the... All right, yeah. So, um, as the there's this tense standoff in the stairwell... Uh, Pelicanetic and Carsonon, you suddenly see, like, one of the windows just shatter, and a trident just lodges itself in, like, the wall of the lobby. And immediately you hear this, like, high-pitched whine of, like, a capacitor charging up. Yeah. And then this, like, uh, bassy doom! And all of a sudden you see, like, the, um, like, the, like, you see, and first nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, Pelicanetic, you see the guy with the, like, the drum mag thing, and it just pops off of his gun. Like, there's an audible, like, like, sparks as this thing literally pops off the gun. And Carcinon, you see some of the other ones, like, there's uh, the thing on the front of the shotgun that just pops right off. And, um, like, you just see these things slowly just, like, destroy themselves. Unfortunately, they are still armed, but you do manage to just completely rid all of the weapons. Good. Which means all of these special factors that they had uh, now get shelved. Regular bullets. I'm only weak to super bullets. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, it's like the superheated shotgun slug. It was great. The railgun. <laughs> all right. My, yeah. My mods. <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.